0: Hello, my name is Flick Beckett and welcome to The Love of Cinema, a Picturehouse podcast proudly sponsored by Keir, the champion of independent cinema nationwide. On today's programme, we talk with The Father, Oscar-winning writer and director Florian Zeller, about his new film, The Sun, starring Hugh Jackman, which is out in Picturehouses right now. Nicholas has come to live with me and he's improving, but he's a little fragile. I
1: feel like a complete failure. If I'm like this, it's
0: your fault. What have I done? What's what's my fault? Haven't I always done everything for you? I have the right to reinvent my life! It is my life! Everything okay at home? Yeah. Everything's fine. Welcome, Florian Zeller, to the Picturehouse podcast. We're here to talk about your incredible new film, The Sun. And as with the father, who many people will know you for, The Sun was originally a stage play. Do you find adapting from stage to screen a natural progression, or is it quite a a new way and a new perspective to look at your work?
1: No, it's a new way. Uh, Mm. There is no somehow no continuity. It's a new, it's another journey. But its I would say that every time it's a different journey, because I guess every story requires something specific. But it's true that when you start thinking about adapting a play into a script, a film script, the first ideas you have or the first advices you get is always to write new scenes outdoor, if possible, to make it feel more cinematic. Maybe it's true or it makes sense, but... For the father, for example, this is exactly what I tried not to do because I I, I shot the whole film in an apartment uh, without being afraid of betraying, you know, the theatrical uh, background or origin. And it's because it was coherent with the narrative or the way I wanted to tell the story, meaning that what I was trying to do is to put the audience in a specific position as if you were in the main character's brain and to experience a slice of dementia. And uh, and to be in a labyrinth. So if I had written an outside uh, outdoor scene, a more classical in terms of cinematic language, it would have broken the the concept of this immersive and subjective experience that I was trying to create. And for the son, it was completely different because it's it's about a father trying to help his son going through depression. But I was not trying to to go into that brain in pain as I did with the father, but to stay outside of it and to try to tell that story from that perspective, uh, from the father's perspective or from the, the perspective of, of the people surrounding these people in pain, trying to help without knowing how to do that. And, and so it was, it was less abstract as an adaptation, as a concept, and it gave me more room to add new scenes or, or to go out the door to, to open it up. And, and for example, there's scenes that were completely not in the play that became additional scenes for the sake of the script, such as the scene that uh, has been written for uh, Anthony Hopkins between Anthony Hopkins and Hugh Jackman, uh, between the father and the grandfather. It's something that was really, that appear in the process of adapting the play to a script.
0: How interesting, because um, I, I was trying to sort of work out what cinematically you'd added or taken away. And that didn't occur to me at all, that that scene, because I haven't seen the play. So it wouldn't have occurred yeah. to me that, that wouldn't have been in the play. I
1: understand play. why, because it's uh, somehow it became the core of the film, or it became like a pivotal scene. It's a scene where you see Peter, Hugh Jackman, he was the father so far, he was trying to deal with, the, with his son and his uh, depression, and suddenly he's visiting his own father and we see some, something about himself that in a way is the explanation of his whole arc as a character, because it's, it's called the son, but as I said, it's told from the father's perspective. But at, some point, at this point, uh, through that scene with Anthony Hopkins, we understand that he is also a son, and he's also a son in pain and trying to be a better father than the one he had, and and that's probably why he doesn't know how to deal with the present because he's completely taken by his own past. And it's uh, it was it was about trying to to explore this you know generational trauma and what you pass on to the next generation or not, and and uh, and all the keys of that character are in that scene. It's true. For example, there is a bit. At the end of the film, there is like a, a difficult scene where he's in front of a dilemma between his own son begging him to send him out of the hospital to to home, and the doctor saying he should stay, and and he takes the decision to to take him home at that moment because he does he didn't want to be the father who the abandoning father. The one he had as a father, so we understand that you know it's all about you know where you come from, and we are all like that somehow, you know, trying to do better than our own parents, and trying to we are we are sons and daughters forever, uh, and trying to deal with what we received.
0: It, yes, it, I, uh, the idea of inherited trauma really w- resonated with me, especially following the Anthony Hopkins scene, and also, but I, I loved how unjudgmental your camera is because one could have looked at anthony hopkins as a monster and to some degree he is in that sort of archetypal you know i hate my dad kind of way but when you when the the film unfolds and you see what happens who is the better father who has taught the better lessons you know i mean it would it would appear obvious in one respect but then the calamity or the outcome may not say as much. I mean, it was really interesting. Um, I was reading in The Guardian, Peter Jackson was said that he felt the film was about the middle-aged generation's fear and incomprehension of the young. And I really pondered that and I thought, actually, I wonder if it's of each other. So the young are just as afraid and and mystified by the middle-aged and yeah. and then going on to anthony hopkins character who is just as mystified by his son if, am i making any sense here florian <laughs> no
1: that that's 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 true and also i try to portray three generations of men and you have the anthony hopkins generation saying you know get over it and be in a way be brutal to yourself but don't you know lose time to explore too much your thought, your soul and on the other hand you have the teenager, who is more able to articulate what he feels, uh, what he thinks, but still he doesn't know how to be heard and how to deal with his own life. And in the middle, you have this man. uh, Somehow, he's trying to listen to who he is. You know, He made the decision to leave his first wife and to build a new life closer to who he thinks he is, but still, he feels that he has to be this kind of father, this kind of man, and he's supposed to resolve situation to fix things and when it doesn't work he becomes uh frustrated and almost violent you know so he's still it's it's a lot of story about someone who doesn't know how to navigate between his role as father and as son in the in the same time
0: let's go somewhere new See worlds we've never seen before. So that we can feel inspired. Whether you're sitting in a cinema or in one of our cars, inspiration comes when we feel something new. That's why our electrified range is designed to take you on inspiring journeys. Kia, proud supporter of independent cinema. Kia, movement that inspires. I mean, Hugh is absolutely mesmerizing and you're constantly scrutinizing his face for clues that he might understand his son or and because he's not a he's not a bad person or you know we don't judge him as any kind of um bad father or anything he's very very normal in many respects you know and i just wonder with with um Hugh Jackman what he he was just so great what what did he bring to the role why did you cast him
1: oh he he brought so much to the role but i would say he in the first place, he brought who he is as a man, not only as an actor, as you said. You know, this is something I felt when I met him. He's so, such a special human being. It sounds like in, it's like a, a cliche sentence, but it, it means something very special about what you can feel when you see him. He is someone so uh, generous, so open, so kind. And to me, it was really relevant because as you said, I didn't want to tell a story about bad parenting. I really wanted the audience to understand or to feel that he's a good father. I mean, he's a loving father. He's a caring father. He's trying hard because it's it's more about this feeling of powerlessness. You know, This is what I wanted to explore. When you do not know what to do anymore to help your son, despite the fact that you love him, it's not a question of do you love him enough or not. And the thing is that he's not well-equipped to deal with this kind of situation. And it takes time and it's hard to accept that you're not, especially when it comes to your own son or your own daughter, because it's counterintuitive to accept that you do not know. And um, I really wanted to to tell a story from this perspective, to question you know, what we think we know about mental health. And also there is so much guilt and shame around these topics. And I really wanted to... To tell that tragedy, because I feel that this tragedy could have been prevented. You know, if the right words would have been used, if the right conversations would have been had, if the right help would have been asked for, and and so it was a way to question this, you know, our own relationship with, I would say, with guilt in a way, because he's blind. He's blind because he's guilt, and that's because you know the way I tried to to tell that story was to never try to explain the pain, why this boy feels the way he feels, and not to try to resolve anything, you know, and somehow it's it's being far from what you are expected to do as a screenwriter, you know, to resolve things, to make you understand where it comes from, what it is about the pain. But the reason why I tried not to do that is because I thought it was more honest to do it that way because to me at least in my experience this is very often the way it happens in real life meaning that there is no simple explanation about why someone is in pain you know we all know people on on paper they have everything in their lives to be happy and still they are struggling and there is something like a mystery it's like a black hole sometimes of course you have like very clear explanation traumas but also sometimes you have no simple explanation and it's more like a biological thing or chemical things or I mean it's so many layers and it's hard to accept that there is no explanation and what especially when you're a parent and this is where you start to think is it my fault what did I do wrong and all these things about guilt that doesn't help you to help someone else, you know, and the more we could see mental health issues as we do see physical issues, for example, the better we could help other ones because no one would blame anyone for having like a heart issue or a stomach issue. And this is no one's fault in a way. And I think that's the way we should see mental health issues as well.
0: Completely. And also, you know where the parents' role can end to a certain extent because where the doctor said this isn't this isn't we don't need you in this bit, you know, and as par- as a parent that's you know you would accept that if they were operating on their child's heart they would leave the surgeon to go and and, exactly. and get on with it you know, yeah. but with the mental health issue it was, I I just thought you handled the parents so beautifully and especially Laura Dern as well her, her neediness was so subtle. And so beautifully portrayed by Laura Den. I she's one of my favorite actresses yeah I
1: mean, and, um, it's
0: cool. yeah but, you know, but and but then...
1: what you said because your example about surgery is really, really relevant, you know, mm-hmm. no one would feel uh like he in he, he should know you know uh you accept not to be well equipped and you trust other people, but when it comes to this place, the soul, I would say, it's uh again, it takes time to accept that this is, it's okay not to know. And sometimes this time, you don't have that time. You know, This is when tragedies happen. And uh, so that's why I wanted to create this very intense and, and painful scene with the parents at the hospital to, to explore this paradox and, and to remember that it's not easy because we feel like, oh, we know how to deal with mental health issues. You know, we are talking about mental health all the time, but I do feel that we are not comfortable at all about it. And we we want to mention it without facing it. And we want to shy away as soon as possible, just to say, oh, we are talking about mental health issue or it's mental health day as if it was enough. And, And what I try to do is to almost to dare facing that without trying to make it seducing without trying to resolve anything about it to to watch it as it is to me like a black hole very disturbing creating frustration and uh, and 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 despair and to try to to go into that journey without somehow cheating meaning making making it cinematic in a in an artificial way
0: completely and I, I I think with um with the parents as well, you know, in a way it was more interesting, you know, watching them and having and how terrifyingly naive they were. That was that was almost the horror of the film rather than Nicholas's tragedy, if you know what I mean.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's really about them, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's really about them. If it was about trying to explore depression, I think it would have been another film. I would I would have tried to try to jump into this this brain or this soul, uh, which is the opposite of what I did. You, know, it's, you have questions, but you never have answers. You, you want to open the door or they want to open the doors, but they don't have the right keys. I mean, and there is a frustration for the characters, but also for, for the audience, you know, to have no clue or no answer or no evolution somehow, because what I wanted to create is this feeling of, from the very start, you almost know where you, you are going you know and and it's like a very straightforward line a very linear way to go from one point to another which is to me the definition of tragedy you know in in almost in every tragedies and uh, you know tragedies you can say that in english yes uh, or greek tragedies you know from the very beginning you're told you know where it's going to end up and, and you can see the all the characters fighting against their fate but it's pointless because it's going to happen anyhow, and uh, that's really because I think tragedy is, is preventable. In that case, that I wanted to, to create that feeling in the audience of no, it's it's unbearable that there is no way to to make things move in a different direction.
0: But I think, and um, with the tra- with the great tragedies, the learning is all there, isn't it? It's for you to see the hubris, and the. Um, neediness and the um, flawed humanity that created the tragedy which I I really do applaud in this film you know knowing so many parents like me whose children are struggling with anorexia or self-harming or whatever you know the amount of people that you talk to and you know what's going on and you say how are you and they go oh, fine yeah. to have a film like this where we are opening the dialogue on this Pandora's box I think is, is so important.
1: Yeah and also In my experience when you're going through difficult moments and you always feel that you're alone you know that you're the only one to be in this in this situation and i think this is what art can provide you know to make you remember that we are all in the same boat you know which is humanity we have the same fears and the same challenges and that's okay um and i think there is a consolation here you know to be part of something bigger than yourselves that's what I try to do also because when we did the play on stage, you know, I, I really felt that after every performance, you know, the audience was sharing a lot, of their own experiences about mental health issues. Either it was about their difficulties or their children's difficulties. Or, and, and I felt that if it was not, if it were not after the play, maybe they wouldn't have mentioned that, you know, it's, it's because there, are, there is too much shame. And so the film to me was about this, about opening a conversation and, um, yeah, trying to face what we want to shy away.
0: And this brings me on to my last question, which is why we have to see this film in a cinema because of that communal shared experience. Would you agree with that In in a different way to the theater in a way?
1: Yeah, I mean, personally, I love more than anything going in a theater room Because, you know, this experience, when at the beginning of the film, there is people in the room, you do not know them, you know, they are strangers. And after two hours, you know, you shared a journey, emotions, and they are a bit less strangers than they were just before. And it's, again, it's experiencing humanity, you know, experiencing being part of something bigger than yourself. And this is what art uh, gives us, you know. And in this specific case, I would say that what was important to me is to work with Hans Zimmer, who did the, the score. And it's, um, I mean, it's, it's really in a theater that you can appreciate uh, and enjoy the, the meeting between uh, a film and its score, you know? It's, there is a magic about, you know, creating music for film and trying to find the right musical world and i'm I'm very happy with what with is with Hans Zimmer. And I think that's uh, another reason to go <laughs> in a theater
0: <laughs> definitely. Florin, it has been such a pleasure to speak with you today. Thank you so much for talking to the Picture House podcast.
1: Thank you so much, Felicity.